Welcome to episode 138 of Cowboys Right for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. As always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. This is a little bit of an emergency podcast, but for good reason. Philip, it's a pretty good day to be a cowboy. Yeah, I'm having a really nice night. We just gave our uh, our daughter uh, her uh, first bath in the bathtub. How well that goes? That's, that's this is this is oh she loves bath time man she loves splashing in the water. What little nine month old doesn't love just splashing in the water, playing with question you know playing with her little toys? Like come on, that's what this is about, right? This is why you interrupted bath time oh, yeah. for a podcast. Yes, of course. I, I feel like there there was some good reason here. Um, this is something that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, at least when it comes to basketball recruiting. <laughs> something everyone related everyone. to everyone state has talked. No, no doubt about it, man. But. Cade Cunningham, either number one or two player in the country, depending on which publication you go to for recruiting. He's in the final little bits of his recruiting, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, others. And then he announced, he put out a tweet about 15 minutes before the start of Duke, Kansas, that some he was in, that something was happening. And everyone starts losing their mind. Kentucky Twitter, Oklahoma State Twitter. And he announces that he is coming to Oklahoma State. Holy shit, we got him. <laughs> Like, I didn't expect this to happen. Um, I I think you and I have kind of been in the same boat that we just like it's it's great that the, you know his brother's an assistant coach and that's awesome. And Oklahoma State's in on him. It just felt like he was going to end up somewhere else, but he's coming to Stillwater, and that is I mean absolutely incredible. Like really, I'm I'm kind of at a loss at this point. Well, I mean, when you land the highest ranked player in school history, that that's what happens when you land a guy who is considered at worst the number two player in the class. A some view him as the number one pick for the twenty twenty one draft. I mean that that stuff changes. But a a a one and done lottery pick. This is a program changing kind of thing. It can be, mind you. Remember Missouri got Washington have gotten guys who went like number one or projected to go number one, and, and it didn't do squat. In fact, their coaches got fired because they landed these kids and couldn't do anything with them and couldn't even make the tournament. So this is this is what Boynton's been building to. Um, you you had a very nice 2019 class. Very excited to see what they look like on Wednesday night. But now this is the big deal. This is the this is it. This is if if this is going to work, you you did what we've all been waiting for you to do is land Cade Cunningham. It, you you brought his brother on staff. You were the first person to offer him. You have been all over recruiting him aggressively. Kentucky was a legit threat. I, I know that some people are like, oh, he's just saying that. I, I think Kentucky was a legit threat. I that's Kentucky puts the full press on a player, and he doesn't go to Kentucky. is is rare for Calipari not to get his guy, uh, but Boynton did. It's huge. Like, there's no down, don't, there's no downplaying this. There's no reason to poo-poo or be like, well, this is huge. This is a huge thing for Oklahoma State. It's a huge thing for Oklahoma State basketball, and – it's going to set expectations at an insane level, but but that's what happens when you land the number one or number two ranked recruit in a class. They're gonna the expectations are gonna spike. Huge. Yeah, like the, this is a program changing. Like I mean, in Oklahoma. I feel like Oklahoma State's trajectory has gone up from 2018 to 2019. Like we're looking at a team that is on the rise and getting better. It's up exponentially now from what we have this year. Like expectations are going to be to compete for a Big Twelve title next year, and the the crazy thing is that you land Kay Cunningham, and it, you're not done. There's a good chance of landing uh, you're at least in the running for Bryce Thompson, who's committing next week, going to be on campus mm-hmm. on oh on Wednesday for the ORU game. You still got JT Thor, 
you, you know, you already have Rondell Walker. So you're looking at an incredible class, like one of the best in school history, if not the best in school history. And the fact that you land Kate Cunningham and you're not done tells me so much about what Mike Boynton is able to do in recruiting. And he's that, he's that dude. And if this doesn't reinforce the decision to name him the head coach when no one really knew who he was, like it's completely justified tonight. Well, I mean, you could bring in four, four of me and Kate Cunningham, and this would still be the best class Oklahoma State's oh, ever brought in. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Like that's, that's how big landing him is. But let's talk about this. So you got Randall Walker on on Halloween. He announced his commitment. Four-star shooting guard out of Oklahoma. Huge, huge piece that people thought people thought Walker and Cunningham were kind of a package deal, that they wanted to play together. Now, Walker wanted to be here no matter what, uh, and I think he had an idea that, Ken, that Cade was coming as well. So now you've got a, a five-star player. You've got a four-star shooting guard to go with him, and you still have – and we did the math in our head, and I I thought it was six, but we have five scholarships for this 2020 class available because you're gonna have you had one that was left over that hasn't been used yet. Um, you're gonna lose McGriff, Laurent, uh, Dizzy, and uh, and Waters in the year. So that's that's five. You've got two spots filled. There are three dominoes yet to fall, and I I think we need to. I want to talk about Boynton in just a second, but let's let's talk about how this is gonna go because there's three more. Spots to fill, and and I have some thoughts on on who those are going to be, and I and the, the same names keep coming up. First off, let's start with J T. Thor. I have thought J T. Thor was an OSU commit for quite some time. Um, he he's been an OSU lean for some time. A lot of people think he's going to commit, and and I absolutely have. There's just things that have been said about him, his his visits that have happened. He's a a, a four star power forward out of Georgia, the number three ranked player out of Georgia, the number forty ninth player in his class. It's a, you've got two guards, you want some size. I like this kid. I've watched some highlights of him. I am very, like, it's weird. Kate Cunningham is awesome. Ronda Walker is awesome. I'm weirdly excited for JT Thorpe. Like, he's not going to come in and just be, like, a first-round pick. I'm weirdly excited for what JT Thor I think, is going to become. So I, I think he I think he is actually going to be potentially the next domino to fall. I'll be curious when that happens. He doesn't have a, a commitment date set, uh, but... Man, I, I I think he is for sure. I I am not as sold on 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 Thompson. I'm not as sold on Bryce Thompson. I I know this all feels like something that's coming together, and Bryce Thompson's gonna be the next one. I know how this all seems. I have a really hard time seeing Bryce Thompson not go to Kansas. I really do. I, I really think the relationship that remember his father played for Bill Self over at Tulsa. I have a hard time with the relationship that's there. And I'm not saying his father's telling him where to go. I think his father's going to be supporting wherever whatever decision he makes. But I have a hard time seeing him not commit to Kansas. I never, I know OU's in the Final Four grouping. I never thought that OU had a shot here. I've always thought it was between. I I think he look he could be at OSU, and I'll be wrong. I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong. I think he's a Kansas lane. I I agree with you. I think that I I am not completely sold on. Bryce Thompson coming to Oklahoma State. I, I'm not there. I, I, I'm with you. I think he's going to end up at Kansas. But I do think the timing of Cade Cunningham's commitment tonight makes it a little bit more interesting because you have Bryce Thompson on campus tomorrow. Cade Cunningham is slated to be on campus on Saturday for the game against UMKC. And he and Bryce Thompson has said, uh, like, he announced his top four yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And he's committing next week. Like, he's, he's getting, you know, it's coming up quickly. 
something about it feels very like the timing of it feels very um calculated from Cade Cunningham that he's trying to persuade a guy like like Bryce Thompson to come to Oklahoma State. You know, he locks in now. Thompson's on campus tomorrow. Boynton can tell him, "Hey, you know, you we got we got him. Let you know, let's let's get this thing together and let's go win a Big Twelve title." Now, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. But he said, "I do think the timing of this all right now makes things very interesting for where Bryce Thompson decides to go." These basketball more like when football five stars like to play with five stars. Like that's just how it is. But it has more to do, I think, with just going to places where you know they produced NFL guys. It, basketball is very different because you see all these guys in the NBA who are stars who came from all sort all over. I mean, Durant came from Texas. Steph Curry came from Davidson. Like it, it's very all over the place. It's more to do with because of of because of the way basketball works. These guys love to play with each other. Like they want to play with their friends and they all want to team up. It's like the NBA. Like it's trickled down into into the youth basketball and the college basketball where they all want to team up and be on teams together. And so they're trying to get Bryce Thompson to come play with them. And I, and I think it's going to be a push. And man, I just, I have a hard time seeing him not go to Kansas and I'm not the only one. Most of the national guys think he's still going to hit. Now that may change, they, they, but, but that's, that's the feel. So the question then becomes with those, those three other scholarships they have is, is where do they go? And my picks are JT Thorpe. I think he's with Cunningham in, in the fold. He's a lock. Um, the other two, uh, Jacob Unruh had an article after uh, of, of the Oklahoma had an article after Rondell Walker committed, and he interviewed Walker, and Walker lifted off some names of, of guys that are on his his checklist of guys to get in. Um, one of them is uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. It's spelled Montreal uh, Pena or Pena P E N A. Um, he he's the one I had to go look up. I didn't know who this kid was. He is a three star power forward out of Arlington, Texas. He is the number 50 ranked power forward in the class. Um, according to 24-7, OSU is his only offer. According to rivals, it's more. So I'm, I never know for sure. It's back and forth. It gets really confusing with this stuff. But from what I've been able to do on him, because that was the name I was like, who? It, it, he's one where it feels like he's an OSU lean. It feels like they're the ones coming after him. And, and a lot of this stuff is you're not – the focus isn't put on Cade Cunningham because if you got that first domino, the other ones are going to be easier, and it helps you figure out what your class is. You know, the I thought Thor was always an OSU lean, but there was a lot of talk about if if Cunningham didn't come, Thor might not. So now your two first pieces of the puzzle are in. Now it's fitting in those pieces. The other guy I'll keep an eye on is Jalen Williams. He's a center out of Arkansas. He's the number one ranked player in the state of Arkansas for the class. He's uh, he's a really talented four star kid. Uh, I he's been kind of an OSU lean. I think Arkansas is a legit threat, but I, my my guess is our 2020 class looks something along the lines of Cade Cunningham, Rondell Walker, JT Thor, Montreal Pena, and Jalen Williams. That gives you, I mean, literally, that's a starting five right there. That's two power forwards, a center, a shooting guard, and a combo guard. And that's, and that's a starting five. And you add that in with Isaac Likely, Yorane, the Boone twins. Oh, my God. I Watson. Need, and forget well, we keep not we we why do we always seem to forget about Avery Anderson? Yeah. Like we he, never talked about Avery and that's the guy I'm just and, and Chris Harris. Is, oh my god, how do we forget about Chris Harris? That's the one I forget about. Like I understand Watson. I'm so excited to see Anderson. Like uh, that oh, oh, oh. it's I think this is why I have tried to 
temper my expectations this year, but I really think if the young guys develop, it's going to be a young team in 2020, 2021, but good grief, the amount of young talent on that team is going to be ridiculous. That is good. That team, if they all stay, shh, stop, stop it. Stop it. Because no. I think Boynton could coach. And let's, let, let's, let's talk Boynton for a second. I'll be blunt. I was one of the guys who was kind of like, who? When that hire was made. 100%. Okay. I was the same way. I'm, I, will, I, will, I will admit that I was wrong. And it wasn't that I hated the hire. I didn't hate the hire because I didn't know who he was. It's hard to hate something when you don't have enough information to make a, a, an honest opinion. I didn't. I wasn't super excited about it. I was really. I was trying to say, let's be, let's just roll with it and see what happens, and and hope for the best. But I wasn't like, this is going to be awesome. He has shown me th- enough through two seasons of coaching, of coaching, that I believe that in game he is a good in game coach. He has shown me. Uh, I, who did I talk to? I forget which former player I talked to, but it was after it was right after he was hired, and it was a guy who had who had, who had graduated after Brad Underwood's season. Was it season. Leighton Hammonds? Thank you. It was Leighton Hammonds. I talked to Leighton Hammonds, and I was like, "So tell me about Boynton. Tell me what what is what is what's good about him." He's a the reason Mitchell Solomon developed into Mitchell Solomon is because of Mike Boynton. And I mean, the reason then, and you look at tells your me the reason your A is is developing the way it is is because of Mike Boynton for some reason has a good touch with big men. You keep talking about uh, Rosnick, Hitty Rusink. Yeah. Thank you. You think he's not developing because of Boynton? I think oh, Boynton is really good at developing talent. I think he's strangely good with big men. either his or one of his assistants are really good at developing big men. But I think he has a weird touch with big men. And that sounds like a weird statement. But what? He developed well, phrasing. I in phrasing, him. my friend. I believe that he – dude, I am wired and tired right now. <laughs> I get that. I have another podcast to record. I've got right – anyways. I believe he is a good in-game coach. We've seen it happen. We've seen him in late games, in big games, drop plays that are very effective to make it go, ooh. The kinds of things that we never saw with Travis Ford. Like Travis Ford could recruit, he couldn't, he couldn't put together a class, and he couldn't coach in-game to save his life. We've seen Boynton rec- coach in-games very effectively. We know that he can recruit. We saw this class. Now we see what's coming for next year. And I think he can develop talent. We've seen guys get better under his tutelage. The biggest issue the last few years is just he kept having these knuckleheads do stupid-ass shit. Like that was the problem. Last year's team, what, what what I came away from last year's team thinking was that was a team that played so hard and was in games they had no business being in late with essentially a six man roster. Mm-hmm. That if you had backups that could that could literally just dribble the ball, they would have won more games. Do I think they was a tournament team last year with them? No, I, I don't. But you brought back. Those seniors, after what they went through last year, I know Marcus Watson right now, but you bring in a, a freshman class that's very talented. You put all those guys together, and I just I believe that this year is going to be a not special in like a Final Four run, Big Twelve championship kind of season, just a special season of this is one where I think OSU fans are really going to get to enjoy it. Yes, it's going to take its lumps, and it's going to be that. And that, and that to me, if that's what happens, is what I kind of deep in my heart think is going to happen this year. That's going to tell you what you need to know about Boynton as a coach, and that's why 
this recruiting class is so big. Because if he's able to do that with these kids and he continues to prove that he's able to develop these players, next year could just be stupid ridiculous. Yeah, I, I obviously there's only so much you can take away from an exhibition game. But from what I saw from a lot of the young guys, I was impressed with overall. Avery Anderson, like we said, like kind of the forgotten guy at times, even though he was one of the you know top dudes in the class. He's going to be fun to watch. You know, Chris Harris played really well. The Boone twins are going to be special. There are guys on this team like this, if nothing else, they, they may lose some games they shouldn't this year, and they're going to take their lumps. But this team is going to be fun to watch no matter what. This I think this is going to be one of the most fun teams that we've watched Oklahoma State in recent years because of how athletic they are and how talented they are and how high their ceiling is. And they, they're not there yet. But you see the little – I think we're going to see the little flashes – the best way I can try and make the analogy is like Spencer Sanders, like what we see from him. Like we see the talent. We see it's just not there yet. I think we're going to see it with this team. And then you bring in the top player in the country, possibly another and another, you know, three and a couple four stars. And you add those guys in that can make immediate impact. We're like, it's very hard for me to temper my expectations about next season, even now. Like, I think this season is going to be a lot of fun next season. Like, I'm way too optimistic, and it's it was funny because I was telling my wife uh, when Kate Cunningham committed, I was like, "Oh my God, I might need to be." Might, <laughs> I know it's it's a little too far, but I said I might need to be booking my flight to Indianapolis in 2021. And she goes, "I'm concerned that you're being positive. This doesn't happen very often." <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> she she gets it. She gets it. Uh, I digress. That's fine. This is going to be a lot of fun to see develop over the next year, for sure. Like I'm, I'm very excited for the future of Oklahoma State basketball. Mike Boynton hit a home run here. Mike Holder hit a home run hiring Mike Boynton. I think there's a lot of positive positivity around the basketball program right now. Pack GIA, no matter what game it is, doesn't matter. If you're able to get to the game tomorrow at ORU, get there. If you can get there on Saturday, there's no football game. Like There's going to be football on. Oklahoma State's not playing. Get your ass to GIA. Go watch them play UMKC. Pack the house because I think Kay Cunningham is actually going to be at that game. Show yes. him what he is going to be, like what he should be expecting in gallagher Ibo Arena. I'll be there. Man, My wife will that's, be there. That's, a, that's an excellent point, man. That is a great point. I love that. I know that the team on the other side isn't very exciting. And I know that last year sucked. But guys – Get there, like be there if you can. Like this is going to be a fun team, and I still and it still stands by. These kids haven't signed yet. This team comes out and starts one and four, some garbage because they just like they're not going to. But the point is, this team still needs to play well and win games, and it's a whole lot easier when the arena is on your side, and it's going to be on their side because it's OSU. But when it's empty. Guys have talked about this before. Empty arenas are hard to play in. They're weird. They're quiet. They don't sound right. And they're coming from all these little leagues. They're packed. There may not be a big, big arenas, but they're packed with people. People are there. Those things are full. GIA needs to be full. It deserves to be full. I understand every game. I get it. Especially on like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. I understand. That's hard to do. The Saturdays and a Saturday without football, I don't care that it's the University of Missouri, Kansas City. If I could be there, I would. My wife's out of town. I'm babysitting with my mother. Okay. I'll be watching. But if you can get there, go. Like, go and, and enjoy it. 
enjoy a blowout win by the Cowboys. Watch how much fun it's going to be. Like, if you don't want to watch things on ESPN+, Plus, if you don't want to play for ESPN+, Plus, don't. Show up to the games. Okay. Yeah. I, I, if, you're a, if you're a student at OSU, I understand basketball hasn't been cool in a long time and you guys aren't used to it. Just go. That, like, this, just go and enjoy the experience. Like, it's going to be a ton of fun. I think this team is going to be fun. They may not – they may finish – in the Big 12. They may be one and done in the tournament, but I have a feeling this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yes. And then and then you got next year. And it's it's crazy that we're already, you know, looking forward to next year when basketball season has barely even started yet. But it's just that's it's that special. It's that fun right now for Oklahoma State. It, what what I said, what a day to be a cowboy, what a time. Get your ass to GIA if you can get there on Saturday or Wednesday. Just go. Be, this team deserves it. And when Gallagher Arena is packed, it's special. It's a special mm. arena. It's one of the best in the country. We need to mm. make it that way this year so that next year we can sell it out every single game. I've already talked to my wife, and we've already said, we're going to get season tickets next season for basketball. We might even just start doing it this year. Like it's oh, we This team you. deserves it. And tell, you, tell your wife so, I'm going to steal some of her tickets and go to games with you, man. It's going to show up. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's not the biggest fan of basketball. I don't think that'll take too much uh, bribing there. I'm going to I'm going to kangaroo pouch my daughter and be there. <laughs> that perfect, perfect. She she needs to experience GIA as early as possible, right? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to indoctrinate her as quickly as possible. Arkansas fan. <laughs> oh no 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 no. We we don't need that. <laughs> so side note, by the way, talking about this class. Um, you now have two top 100 recruits committed. JT Thor would be a top 50. Jalen Williams would be a top 100. Um, Pena is not, but you could have four top 100 recruits if they all, if this works. And if Bryce Thompson commits, by the way, Bryce Thompson commits, he's the number 19th ranked player in the country. Oh this class. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. I'm just, I don't, I don't. And to be perfectly honest with what you have on the roster, it's nothing against Bryce Thompson. Depth at power forward and center with guys like Jalen Williams and JT Thor and Michael Pena might be more important yeah. for their overall roster than more guards. I, I, it's hard not to be excited. Like yeah. it's just if you're not excited by this, if you're like I'm not sure if you you it's have exciting. no you like, have no awesome. pulse if you're not excited. Man, All right. so um. Season starts tomorrow or today, whenever this goes up, Wednesday night, Oral Roberts, ORU. Um, I always – I'm going to assume because I believe this will be the first time that OSU has faced – did they face ORU the last two years? They played. They didn't play them last year. They played them the year before, if I'm not mistaken. They played them the year um, – is this the first time that OSU will face ORU with the – was sitting on the bench. Let me take a look. I think they played last year, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm looking right now. Now I'm pulling up a schedule. They did not play last year. So I believe this is the first time. So is, is Sutton going to get to – because, okay, they played two years ago. And I'm trying to remember if – when did when did ORU fire Sutton? It was, it was after that – season because last year was Sutton's first year with Oklahoma State. Okay. 
So yeah, he was there through the 2016-2017 season. No, they've they played under them because the 2017- oh, that's right. This is this is his third year on staff. That's right because Boynton hired him right before the season yep. end of his first year. That's right. So let's just let's just say this. Um, I can't imagine that OSU because they crushed them 91 to 48. I can't imagine OSU doesn't view this game as. Hey, remember when you guys uh, fired the head coach who was really good because your program was being run by an insane man? Um, we're going to destroy you. Destroy you, crush you. We're, we're, we're going to beat you so bad, even Jesus is going to cover his eyes. Like Those, those praying hands are going to be praying for the game to end. Oh, buddy. Mercilessly, mercifully. Oh, I, don't, I, am, I am a – the way they treated Sutton – I mm, I was I grew up in Tulsa. I was always a supporter of ORU and TU, and I still am of TU. ORU's men's basketball after what they did to him. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. You can lose every game. I don't care. I got I got no no. I don't care. I don't care. I no crush them, destroy them, beat them by a hundred, like embarrass them. I will. Yeah, he would never say that. I want them to do it. Yeah. Okay. That's so I got, I got one last question for you before we, we wrap this one up. If there's one, who is the one player that you are most excited to watch on this team this season for Oklahoma state? Um, uh, honestly, likely I liked likely a lot last year. Oh, I, I liked his development. I enjoyed watching him play. I cannot wait to see his development. I cannot wait to see it. he, I'm waiting for him to take over again. I just wanted to see him. I thought he was, I mean, obviously he was like the only one left from last year's class besides an A, but I just, with all these other guys coming in, all these young guys, all these ball handlers, all these point guards, like think about that for a second. He's likely going to like, if you're keeping likely, he's still the starter point guard and he should be like, unless somebody is just infinitely better than him. I think he's your starting point guard. And I, I can't. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see him in charge of all these young guys. I can't wait to see these young guys all looking up to him as the leader because he's a sophomore this year. He'll be a junior next year, and there'll only be two juniors next year. That's the other thing about that class. Next year, you're gonna have two juniors, a ton of sophomores and freshmen. The only upperclassmen are gonna be an A and likely. Yeah. I can't wait to see him develop this year. I'm a big fan of likely. I am a. Oh, yeah. I am a big fan of his. I know the young guys are exciting. I'm excited to see Anderson. I don't know why I just, I just am. Um, but I am super, super excited to see likely this season and see and watch him continue to develop. I really am. So I, I mentioned it a little bit on at the end of the last episode talking about the the exhibition. If you know, see so you are the the conductor of the Trace Ford hype train. I'm going to be the conductor mm-hmm. of the more mm-hmm. obscure Hitty Rusin hype train. Now, mm-hmm. do I think he's going to be an extreme high impact guy? No. But he feels very much like a Mitchell Solomon four-year glue guy. Now, he can also shoot a little bit. He's not just going to be a back-to-the-basket type guy. But when I what I saw from him on defense as well, he he I think he probably had, it seemed like five or six deflections, a couple blocks. He can shoot from the outside. He can post up in. Like I think he's a guy that may play eight to ten minutes a game, but I think the impact he makes in those minutes is going to be huge for this team. I I don't see him being one of the first guys off the bench, but I think he's going to be an integral part of what Oklahoma State is going to try and do this year. And with Boynton's ability to help develop those type of guys, you know, at six nine, six ten, 
I think it's really, I think he's going to be huge for this team and his ability to play inside gives Yorane a break too. So there, there's a lot that he can provide for this team. And if he's as good as what Boynton has been talking about in practice, look out. And I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. My thing with him, and we were talking about this in the round table, I think he's going to have a hard time in developing as quickly as Ana did because sure. the minutes aren't going to be there for him that they were for Ana last year. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. With the strength of a small ball lineup that you're going to have as well, because not only can McGriff play the five, but you got the Boone twins. I think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play much. Yeah, I, said, I, I, think, I don't. I think, I think like he'll play eight, some. I don't think he'll play much. Yeah, I think he's like an eight to ten minute at most type guy, but. If, if you can get eight to 10 minutes out of him and he knocks down a couple shots and gets you a couple rebounds, you take that and you move on. Like I said, he's not like he's, I think it, like he's the very definition of going to be like a glue guy for this team. I'm just waiting for likely to make, he's, I, I think likely is going to average at least one. Did you just assist a game? Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. That's, that's my thing. With him. I think he's going to average one of those. Like what? Just, just beautiful. I'm, I'm so excited for his development. I'm, I, I saw. Wait. I think it I was my, my final thought is I saw Marshall Scott. Uh, I believe he tweeted something to the effect of Lob Stilly is back. You got the Boone Twins, McGriff, <laughs> Avery. <laughs> can can we inject that directly in my veins, please? Like bottle hey, so that up everybody. and sell it. <laughs> yeah, reminder to everybody. I mentioned it before. ESPN Plus. If you can't make it to these games, four of the first five games are only available on ESPN Plus. That's Western Michigan, Yale, UMKC, and ORU. That's these first two this weekend. Don't forget the home game against Georgetown is only available on ESPN+. Plus. So if you want to catch that game as well, which is going to be a big game. Um, I'm, not, I'm not pumped about this game at Charleston being on CBS Sports because I don't have like cable, and I can never find that digitally. So that's going to be fun. But I've got my ESPN Plus subscription. You should get yours. If you can't go to games, you're going to want to watch it. I'm going to want to watch it. My wife's going to be so excited tomorrow night when I put on basketball, and she's going to be like, mm, it's basketball season. I'm going to be like, yay. I had the same conversation with my wife tonight when I turned on Duke, Kansas. She had almost the exact same reaction. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't turn that on, but she wasn't super pumped about, hey, honey, I got to go do an emergency pod. And she's like, oh, I think you're misusing the word emergency. And I was like, mm, <laughs> per chaps. Per, 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 just maybe a little bit, but not that much. Emergency in the sake of like, we got to do it. Yes. Now. All right. Let's wrap this one up. And also, so this is, this is being recorded at set like right around seven or seven 30 on Tuesday. It'll be up now. There'll be another podcast out Wednesday night. Uh, we have a special guest joining me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Philip's not going to join us on this one. This one's a little bit further out of his comfort zone. This one's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. though. And I think you're going to enjoy the heck mm-hmm. out of this. Philip, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Personally, at OKTXARPoke. You can also follow my show, the 1012, T E N 12, the word podcast. We actually have a women's soccer interview, about a 10, 10, 15 minute interview on Wednesday's episode. We talk a bit about OSU in that one. Um, some tough news for the Cowgirls that you can, uh, I'm super teasing, and you can find out what that is on my show uh, on Wednesday. You can follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. Go read the article about Kay Cunningham. There's going to be a lot more news following that. We got all, you know, women's soccer, you know, basketball starting up. There's a lot on the site. Stay locked on, and we'll talk to you all in the next episode.